Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes! Brand new banging Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. On today's brand new banging I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, going solo on the mic, breaking down the week at large. Happy Rosh Hashanah, happy new year. Talking about fasting or not fasting for Yum Kippur. On my way to Minnesota. Talking about how the mood stabilizers sometimes are not enough and you need to dig deep and do a little better and do a little more for yourself when you're not feeling mentally okay. And talking shit about whiny ass vegetarians and their fake tuna fish. It's a fantastic, hard-hitting, classic, back-to-basics, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming at you right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. The Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. The Dust Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice. Start this puppy off with something real loud. But most importantly, Miles, turn that shit up and start this puppy off with something real funky. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. Oh, yeah. I'll say it again. Oh, yiggity, yeah. Have no fear, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast 
is here. The Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is in su casa. Ooh. Hope everybody's feeling good. Hope everybody's feeling safe. Hope everybody is feeling sane. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption. Welcome to the Ziggity. The Ziggity. The Ziggity Zone of Disruption. Name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the Raging Bullshitter. Hope everybody is doing well. Welcome to the month of October. If you can believe that. It's coming to the end. 2022 will be gone before we know it, folks. Which is wild. Really, really wild. But it's uh, it's happening. It is happening. Uh, we are one week into the month of October. And like I said, from the top, from the tickety-tickety-top. Hope everybody's feeling good. Hope everybody's feeling safe. Hope everybody is feeling sane. It's been a fantastic holiday week for all my Jewish folk. Happy Yom Kippur, happy Rosh Hashanah, happy New Year. Rosh Hashanah is, of course, the the New Year. And uh, Yom Kippur is when we repent and uh, fast on Yom Kippur. A lot of people were asking me if I fasted on Yom Kippur, which was uh, just a couple of days ago. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not, I'm not at the point where I'm fasting on Yom Kippur. And then I realized after being asked if I was fasting on Yom Kippur that it made me feel guilty about not fasting on Yom Kippur. Uh, And then I needed to repent because I was a bad Jew. It's just a sick, sick cycle of Jewish guilt because I'm not fasting on Yom Kippur. Am I a bad Jew? Should I be fasting? And while I'm saying to myself, should I be fasting, I'm stuffing my face with a I don't know, a chickpea tuna fish sandwich. I was eating a tuna fish sandwich that wasn't even tuna fish. Why do we call it tuna fish if it's not really tuna? Whatever I was eating at this vegan cafe, it was great. It was great because I I said to her, "Uh, what's the tuna fish sandwich like? And she's like, it's on this kind of bread and and it's chickpea. I said, it comes with chickpeas? It goes, no, it's chickpeas. And I go... Why don't we just call it chickpeas? Because it's obvious it's not tuna fish. This is a vegan or a vegetarian restaurant. Like I said, whatever I was eating that they disguised as tuna fish tasted fantastic. I didn't need to be, like, I'm not thinking to myself, I'm eating real tuna. I just don't get it with the vegans. Call it what it is. It's soy something that looks like bacon. It's not soy bacon. It's soy something that looks like bacon. It's not an impossible burger. It's some amalgamation, some concoction of net. Let me tell you something. You might as well eat a real fucking Burger King burger than these impossible burgers. If you think you're doing yourself a real favor eating an impossible burger, you're not. It's catching up to Billy Gates and all these people that those impossible burgers That is an impossible burger because whatever the fuck is in there that is not having us like, I don't know, grow wings or tails or who the fuck knows, that's an impossibility. 
because those, I don't know what kind of, they're like, well, it, it bleeds red like a real burger. So what? It's a chemically modified concoction. Just eat a burger or don't eat burgers. I don't understand these vegans, these vegetarians. And yes, I lean towards vegetarian, but I ain't no vegetarian. My wife leans toward vegetarian, but she ain't no hard body karate vegetarian. The only hard body karate vegetarian I know is my man Toby Morris from the group H2O. Shout out to my man Toby. And I tell him to his face, and he's even off the impossible burgers. But I'm like, let's cut the shit. I had a fantastic chickpea sandwich, light, healthy, and two people said, oh, you're not, you're not fasting today, rap? I said, no, no, you see the fucking, you see the fake tuna fish, you see it, you see it in my hand. You see me at the cafe, what the fuck are you doing? I don't see, I don't, you're not in temple, you're not in synagogue? Huh. What are you worried about what I'm doing? Worry about what you're doing. You know what I'm saying, babe? Now, I'm going to share something with the listeners of the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. My wife, who's black, is more knowledgeable and leans more towards being a Jew than I do. She understands it. She's uh, curious about it. Before me, it's not like she's interested in it for me, because as you can tell, <laughs> I've talked to you about it. I don't know my fucking head from my tales when it comes to like the intricacies of being a Jew, but it is in my soul. It is in my, my DNA, but all the, uh, the rules and regulations, I don't know, but I'm a frontline Jew. I'm a frontline Jew. Unlike some of these bar mitzvah fucks who might be fasting. They might've fast on Yom Kippur, but when it comes to stand up, when it comes to speaking out, I hear nothing. I don't know what I'm talking. What I'm talking about is the chickpea sandwich that I had and being shamed not once, but twice, two times, two fucking times in 45 minutes by looky lose passerby. Yo rap. Oh, yo, you're not fast. No, I'm not fasting. I'm enjoying this sandwich. It's a great sandwich. Keep it fucking moving, man. Keep it trucking, bro. I put my wife uh, on the, uh, on this conversation, but the microphone, she's too far away. She's, she, now she's, she's, she's too far away. Got to be on the mic, babe. You can be on the podcast. You're gonna, you don't want to piss off the Dust Brothers, especially Miles Davis, sound engineer extraordinaire of the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. People continue to ask, why is it the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast? Number one, it sounds fantastic. Number two, is inspired by Tribe Called Quest's first album. People's instinctive travels and the paths of rhythm. Which, by the way, if you haven't listened to that album by A Tribe Called Quest, do yourself a favor and listen to it top to bottom. Excellent album. People's instinctive travels and the paths of rhythm. Long title, which inspired the documentary that I did about A Tribe Called Quest, Beats, Rhymes, and Life, the travels of a tribe called Quest. What am I even talking about? I can't even remember what the fuck I was talking about. Well, I could tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing. If you haven't listened to that entire tribe album, 
you need to do yourself a favor and listen to it, as I said, top to bottom, not on shuffle. Listen to it the way they crafted it. Excellent album. Yo, these dudes were 17, 18, 16, and 15. Q-Tip wrote Benita Applebaum when he was 15 years old. Think about that. Think about that shit. And if you listen to the song, that's the song of a 15, 16-year-old. Benita Applebaum about a girl with a fat ass. That is a classic fucking song. And that's just a classic, classic record. Anyway, you hear the uh, footprints from Tropical Quest, People's Instinctive Travels, and the paths of rhythm. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I am recording this podcast and I'm be getting on a plane to... Minnesota, 
and I will be performing at the marvelous Mall of America all weekend, the 6th, 7th, and 8th at the House of Comedy in Bloomington, Minnesota, and I will be walking around the mall meeting and greeting anybody who approaches me. And then I'm actually going to be in New York next week because I'm going to be doing some stuff at BravoCon, which is my pleasure. And then the rest of October, October 20th, 21st, and 22nd, I'll be performing in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. The last time I was in Austin, Texas, it was with the Bleach Brothers. I can't remember what it was for. It was with the Dust Brothers. There was some event we were doing out there, podcasting. I remember we podcasted with Karan Butler out there, I believe. I know I podcasted with Kenyon Martin out there. But every time I go to Austin, it's like, you know, boom, boom. It's in and out. I've never really been able to get the feel for Austin. Never really to, you know, get a handle on Austin. But I'll be performing at Capital City Comedy October 20th, 21st, and the 22nd, the 20th, 21st, and the 22nd. And then I will be doing a run in Michigan. I'll be in Royal Oak, Michigan, the 3rd, at the Park Theater. I'll be in Grand Rapids, the 4th and the 5th, at the Grand Rapids Comedy Club, the 4th and the 5th of November. And then on Sunday, one of the shows is already sold out. Okay, one of the fucking shows is already sold. It sold out like a month ago. I will be in Royal Oak at the Comedy Castle on Sunday the 6th. The first show's done. I was like, we're we're doing another fucking show. We're going back to back on a Sunday. It's going to be a busy weekend, but we're going back to back. Because when I sell out like early like that, I'm like, yo, we doubling up. Anyway, after that, I'll be in St. Louis, Helium Comedy Club, uh, the 17th, 18th, and 19th, and then I'll be in Miami. Anyway, all tickets, all information is available at michaelrappaportcomedy.com, michaelrappaportcomedy.com. All my shows for the rest of 2022 are up there, but like I said, I'll be in Minnesota this weekend, and then in a week and a half, I'll be in Austin at the... Capital City Comedy. What's in Austin? I, w- I want to know what's cracking in Austin. I want I want to see what's so great about Austin. I want to learn about what's popping in Austin, Texas. Because everybody loves Austin, Texas. You hear the sirens out there in New York. Yep. What is that? The Hatzala? What is it? The fucking... Uh, those motherfucking hatzalas. You know, the hatzala is, is the uh, the Jewish police. It's the independent Jewish police firemen. They blast their fucking... They don't care. They don't care if it's Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. They're, they're going to get through that traffic. They blast their sirens more than FDNY or NYPD or LAPD, respectfully. Anyway, I'm feeling real good. Like I said, it's been rainy. That rain, four or five days, and it hasn't been like a storm. No disrespect, and shout out to anybody who's been affected, anybody whose family's been affected by these terrible hurricanes in Florida that they were just dealing with. But just when it rains five days in a row, 
and it's kind of raining, but you're kind of in denial, like it's going to stop, but it just don't stop. The point is, is that I woke up, I worked out, okay? I'm trying to get my short workouts down because I feel like I have a good grasp on my longer workouts, but I've also realized if I don't do something, whether it's just, I don't know, some deep fucking stretching, some squats, a walk, I don't feel right. I'm at that point. I need I need that bump. I need that sweat. I need that something. So now I'm trying to master like the 20-minute workout in the crib, in the hotel room. Because like I said, I'm going to be on tour. And that's when you really got to buckle down because you're that Mall of America, you walk through there, they got every fucking thing to eat. And none of it's good for you. None of it's good for you. I mean, they got everything in there. So you want to get that workout in. You want to move your fucking body. Move your body. You got to move your body. You got to move your body. The point is, is that for me, it's very important to just to do something. Because if I start the day off with some sort of exercise, start the day off with some sort of physical fitness, it keeps me on a path of eating good, feeling good, mentally good. Because full transparency... The other day, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel right. And uh, I took my mood stabilizers. I actually doubled up. Okay? I doubled up on my mood stabilizers. They didn't help. Sometimes those mood stabilizers, I don't know if you're on that that wart, that St. John's wart, that Lexapro, that Effexor. What's some other ones, babe? Um, yeah, the Wellbutrin. Uh, what's another one? What's the the weird sounding one? Zoloft. That Zoloft. Those perks. Whatever the fuck you're on. Benzos. Those benzos. <laughs> Sometimes those benzos. None of that shit will work. It didn't work for me. And I'm not saying it strictly because I wasn't, I didn't work out. Sometimes you just don't feel good about yourself. Sometimes you don't feel good about your day. Sometimes you don't feel good about your life. Happens to everybody. But I'll tell you what you need to do. I tell you what you must do, what we all must do. When you're not feeling good, ride it out, and then you got to fucking, you got to clip it. Shout out to Dorinda from the Real Housewives of New, of New York. You got to clip it. Okay, you feel like shit. Maybe you're acting like a fucking asshole. Maybe you're moody. Well, I'm speaking for myself. Maybe you're prickly. Maybe you're all those things, but then you got to clip it. You got to clip it in the ass, nip it in the butt, and end the day feeling like shit. And you got to make a plan for the next day so you don't feel like shit. Because when you continue to feel like shit and you allow yourself and you don't fight and come back with a plan to not feel like shit, that's when you get yourself in trouble. And I'm not speaking down. I'm not speaking like I'm Mr. Funkin'. You know, tippity toad, zippity doo da, zippity. That ain't me. I ain't Mr. Fucking zippity doo da, zippity a. Some days you just don't feel like shit. Hey, acknowledge it. Try not to spread it. And then clip. Move the fuck on. You gotta move the fuck on. And for me, one of the best things to do is just go for a walk, do some jumping jacks, do fifty. Hey, do fifty push-ups. That'll calm you down. If 50's too easy, do another 50. Do 100. That'll chill you out. 
Do 100 squats. That'll take the edge off. You don't want to live in that dog shit. Take those mood stabilizers. Take that St. John's Award. Don't eat things that'll make you feel like shit. Whatever the fucking case is. Because the other day, I wasn't feeling right. I didn't feel good. Wasn't happy about certain things. Sometimes you're aware of it. Sometimes you're not aware of it. But you got to nip that shit in the motherfucking ass. Not the butt. Nip it in the ass. <laughs> Bite it. Speaking of biting, you know what I think is dumb? Now, as we head into fall, we know I am the king of cashmere. We know that I love the clothing brand, The Row. But it seems like it's been going on for the last three weeks. On social media, in the news, Kanye West, who I'm going to get to, these fashion shows and... Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid and Kate Moss and that freak Anna Wintour, the one who always wears the sunglasses, the, the one who the movie Devil's Wear Prada was about, and this model and that model and this celebrity. They all go over to Paris for I don't know what it was, Fashion Week, Men's Fashion Week, Women's Fashion Week, or just Fashion Week. And I think it's so dumb. All of it. Balenciaga. Prada, Louis Vuitton, Gucci. What's the other ones, babe? Tom Ford. Tom Ford. They're all dumb. It is so dumb. It is the most elitist of the elite, elite bullshit that there is. Fashion, the fashion world, and the fashion shows. I don't care how many black designers and Kanye West and Virgil Abelard R.I.P. and how many models they have in there that are uh, maybe 20 pounds heavier than the other models. It is so stupid to me. See people running all over the place to watch a bunch of fucking... They look like malnourished, these models. They're rail thin. There's some Balenciaga show. They're running, they're walking around in mud. It was like end of the world chic. It's like, like, a, like they're all walking in mud and they're acting like... They're not walking in mud. First of all, have you ever walked in mud? You ever stepped in a puddle? You go, well, fuck. Every time you step in a puddle, God damn it. Like when I step in puddles in the streets when it's raining like it was raining the other day, you go, shit. These idiots are walking around in this runway with mud and, and rain and in the, these clothes that look like it's from like the apocalypse, uh, like they're going to be like, uh, you know, chased by zombies. Acting like they're not stepping in mud. And everybody's applauding. And oh my God, it was so edgy. Who gives a shit? You're so dumb. You're walking around in a $5,000 pair of boots stepping in mud. Ha ha, you dummy. In these gowns, in these skirts. All these models are bleaching their eyebrows. They look like, I don't know what this look is with the models with the bleaching their eyebrows. You look ridiculous. And you know, you got these people like Lena Dunham. You got these people like Lizzo, these other big body female models. And then when I see the guys, I still see them. Dick Ravines, six packs. They don't have fat male models. They haven't gotten to that yet. They haven't gotten to big fat fucking male models yet. We're like, oh, Lizzo, she's great. First of all, Lizzo, you look fucking insane up there. You look nuts. 
I don't, I don't, you're playing the flute. You played, I don't know, George Washington's flute. You look insane up there. Okay. But it's important. I feel like there's important to have representation for some, you know, everybody doesn't have to be real thin because the real thin look looks ridiculous also. So there's some of these models that are bigger. I'm cool with that. I don't like stick figure women to begin with. Never have. I like them a little thick. Okay. But I see the guys walking around. It's These guys look like they haven't had a Frankfurter in their whole life. They haven't never had an Impossible Burger, a Soy Tuna Burger. None of that. None of that. When are we going to get the fat tub of lard, 317 pound models up there? The dudes. It won't happen. Nobody wants to see a big fat pile of shit walking around in a $700 Gucci t-shirt, a Hugo Boss suit in a size 58 double XL because he's a fat slob. You ain't never going to see with three chins and all that shit. Fuck out of here. But that whole world to me is so stupid. The fashion world, the elitistness, Anna Wintour with her stupid sunglasses acting like nothing is important. Get the, get a fucking life, you loser. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the Draft King's YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. And then there's a huge, huge controversy. Did I say that correctly? Controversy over Kanye West in, I don't know where, Paris. Who the fuck knows where he is? And he wore a White Lives Matter t-shirt. Now, I've talked to you before about the fact that I listen to these people. People get mad. Last time I brought up Ron DeSantos, some people DM'd me. Some people questioned me. That's fine. Listen, we all need to have diversity of thinking and listen to diverse opinions. My mother heard the podcast about Ron DeSantos, and she didn't agree with me. She thought I was wrong. My mother's a resident of Florida. She don't fuck with Ron DeSantos, but she also does fuck with him for some of the things, but she disagreed with me. I got a couple of messages from some of you guys, and I welcome it. What about my black mother who likes him? My mother-in-law, black woman in Florida, she fucks with Ron DeSantos. I, I can't speak on Ron DeSantos, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know no- enough about him. I don't care. I'm not I'm not standing for Ron DeSantis or not standing for Ron DeSantis. What I'm saying before I talk about the Kanye West thing is, is listen, we're, we're never going to all agree on everything. And as much as I'm ride or die, the front of the front lines on pig dick Donald Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, we've talked about cadaver Joe Biden. We've talked about his inadequacies, his ineptness. Is that the right word, ineptness? Who the f- I don't know. But after listening to what Kanye West said about his wearing the White Lives t-shirt and listening to Candace Owens and what the philosophy behind this White Lives t-shirt was, first of all, Kanye, who I've talked about on this, we could do a whole Kanye podcast, the best of the gringo mandingo talking about Kanye West. I've talked about him, good, bad, music sucks, you're out of your fucking mind, lock him up. 5150 him, rubber room him, this album sucks, retire from making music, your clothes suck, done it all. Documentary was great, done it all. Could actually do a Kanye West uh, podcast, like a, a best of Kanye throughout the years. I've also talked on this podcast about the accusations and a lot of people have them about the whole Black Lives Matter campaign. Not the essence of what that message started out to be, but the Black Lives Matter fund where billion dollars was raised. I believe it was a billion, B, with a B, or close to a billion dollars was raised and donated. And all the accusations and all the questions about where the money went, not the sentiment, the business of Black Lives Matter, the business of Black Lives Matter. Not the sentiment, not the message. And based on what 
I've read from Kanye West about the White Lives Matter t-shirt, and I listened to Candace Owens talk about what her and Kanye West were doing with the White Lives Matter t-shirt. They were going after the business of the Black Lives Matter movement. You guys could talk to me all you want about Candace I know Candace Owens sometimes is fucking nuts. I don't agree with everything she says. I don't agree with everything Joe Biden says. I don't agree with everything my wife says. I don't agree with everything my father says, my mother says. I don't agree with everything my kids say. Why would I agree with everything a politician says? Or Candace Owen, or Robert De Niro, or Denzel Washington, or LeBron James, or any fucking body that we idolize. But I did listen to her, her 30 minute explanation on where her and Kanye were at with their message and their artistic statement in stupid fashion week in stupid fashion Paris about the White Lives Matter t-shirt. And a lot of it made a lot of sense to me. You guys, well, Mike Rass, fuck the... Listen to it for yourself. Listen, take your time. and I'm not going to explain all the things she said. And I'm certainly not going to defend all the dumb shit Kanye West has said. I don't agree with all the things that anybody does or says. I don't agree with all the things I've said in the past or I've done in the past. But when they broke down what they were trying to do and what the message they were trying to get across, it made sense to me about the shootings, about the killings, about the lack of education, about the lack of family, about the lack of structure that goes on in the communities particularly the education and the the reading levels being fucked up and the black-on-black crime. And I know black people, uh, sometimes some black people get offended by what is black-on-black crime. They never call it white-on-white crime. It wouldn't become a thing if it wasn't a thing. And you could say that's racist. Listen, motherfuckers are getting killed in the streets and it's disgusting. Who cares what you call it? Who cares what you call it? It's happening. Anyway... When I listen to the two of them, and I, like I said, I don't agree with everything this Candace Owens says. I certainly don't agree with everything Joe Rogan says. I don't agree with, there, you could do as simple as Stephen A. Smith, Skip and Shannon. I don't agree with everything those motherfuckers say about sports. Doesn't mean they're complete, utter pieces of shit. I can tell you one thing, as kooky and, and as wacky as Candace Owens is, she's smart. She's a thinker and she thinks outside the box and she thinks independently. And if you spend time listening to uh, her stuff instead of just the clips, some of it is good. What the fuck you mean, Mike Rap? You're bugging. She said, I know all the shit she said. I don't agree with all the shit she said. Some of the shit she said is off the fucking chain. But a lot of these fuck, they're like home run hitters. They're swinging, swinging, swinging. Like Aaron Judge. Shout out to Aaron Judge who just hit 62 home runs for the New York Yankees. Still don't have a contract. Now you got to pay him $50 million a year, you dumb fucks. Or you lose him to the Mets. If I was Steve Cohen, I'd offer him 60, 60 million dollars a year and try to steal him from the Yankees since you don't want to pay Aaron Judge. Lamar Jackson, he has no contract he's probably the MVP this season 
He has no contract because you don't want to pay Lamar Jackson. Too expensive? Uh, well, that's what you get when you get generational talent like Lamar Jackson. You got to pay him because it's all downhill if he leaves. Literally. Like downhill racer, like like speed racer downhill. But, you know, I know when I'm speaking about what I just talked about with the White Lives Matter and listening to their explanations and the fact that in the last 72 hours, so many black children, teenagers, young men, grown men have been killed all throughout our country from gun violence. People are more upset with Candace Owens and Kanye West wearing a White Lives Matter t-shirt than they are about people being killed in the last 72 hours. There's been more discussion about Candace Owens and Kanye. You think that there's any bearing? You think that those people that lost their sons, their daughters, their friends, their fathers in the last 72 hours give a fuck what Kanye West and Candace Owens are wearing in Paris? They could give a shit. They could give a shit. And, you know, my wife was talking to me about this the other day. She was like, you know, when you talk to politics, there's no winning. There's no winning. See, she sometimes is like, yo, stop doing it. Stop saying anything. Stop with the dick stain. Stop with the pig dick. There's no winning. I have to do it. It's just in me. I have to, I have to express myself. I have to articulate myself. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm not right. Sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes people don't agree with me. But, yo, I'm, I'm going to articulate myself, and I'm going to express myself. And like I said, I'm not afraid to step on toes. And I'm not afraid to have my toes stepped on in regards to opinions, thoughts, independent thinking. And I'm not going to continue uh, to just listen to one point of view. I want all the points of view, and then I want to come up with the Gringo Man Dingo's point of view. I want the raging bullshitter's point of view. I want the disruptive warrior's point of view. And that point of view of me, the disruptive warrior, a.k.a. the raging bullshitter, I'm entitled to change it and diversify it and move it and shift it, just like everyone else is. Pivot. There was a movie released last week called Bros that I believe was produced by Judd Apatow that starred, I guess he's a comedian. I, I don't know if he does stand-up comedy. Billy Eichner, who got famous from, I think it was a YouTube show at first called Billy on the Street, where he'd go up to people on the street. You know, it's funny. You know, groundbreaking for what he did. Going up to, uh, you know, people on the street, you know, improv and bullshitting around with them. And, um, you know, he, he's built a good career for himself. I got nothing against him. I've never found him to be likable. I've always found him to be sort of, I don't know, obnoxious and loud and in your face. But funny, coming from a person like myself who, can be accused of being obnoxious, loud, and in your face. That being said, I've never had a problem with him. I've just never been like, oh, Billy Eichner, he's he's all that. He's, you know, gay icon, very open about his sexuality, being uh, homosexual, and, that, and that's important to have all that. I have no problem with none of that. 
Anyway, Billy Eichner, who's really never been in any films, never had any significant roles in any films. You know, he voices a lot of shit. He's done, uh, he was something in The Lion King. He, you know, he, he's, he's a real dude. He's a real actor and all that shit. You know, he's done some stuff on television, but he's, he's hasn't done anything in films. He wrote, co-wrote this film, Bros, which is a sort of run-of-the-mill romantic comedy about two gay people falling in love. The only thing that's different and unique is that it's two gay people falling in love in a romantic comedy, sort of basic Hollywood, formulaic kind of movie. This movie apparently got good reviews. And Billy Eichner, who again, has done nothing in films, not a fucking thing in front of the camera as a movie actor, comes out after the film essentially bombed after getting good reviews and he says this. He said, everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo should go see Bros tonight. You'll have a blast. And it's special and uniquely powerful to see, particularly a story like this on the big screen, especially for queer folks who don't get this opportunity often. That's just the world we live in, unfortunately, with glowing reviews and Rotten Tomato scores and a cinematic score. Straight people especially in certain parts of the country, didn't show up for bros, and that's disappointing. Listen, I get your movie bombing is disappointing, but for you, Billy Eichner, who's never starred in a movie, to think that fucking people are going to run out to see your movie when you're really not that dude. Don't mean you're not talented. Don't mean I, res I don't respect what you've done, but you're not that dude. Why the fuck would people, most of the people in the country don't know you, Duke, and it ain't got nothing to do with homophobia. You're not that dude. You ain't Denzel, Duke. You ain't Jamie Foxx. You ain't Leonardo DiCaprio. They didn't go to see your movie because they don't give a fuck about you. And to for you, Billy Eichner, to weaponize homophobia, which is a real thing, to try to sell tickets to your movie is whack. It's irresponsible. It's weak. There's been plenty of films, especially in the last few years, that have been made with gay and lesbian themes that have done well. One of my favorite movies of the last 10 years, Academy Award winning film, Moonlight. Shit won the Oscar. Call Me By Your Name with Timothy Shamalama Dingy Dong. Timothy Shamalay nominated for, for Oscars. One of the biggest films on Hulu this summer, this year, 2022, Fire Island. Gay as gay can be. Everybody watch that. Moonlight won the Oscar. Call Me By Your Name got nominated for Oscars. Brokeback Mountain. Oscars. For years, people have seen films with gay and lesbian themes, gay and lesbian characters, gay and lesbian actors. Birdcage, ginormous hit. So what? They didn't go to see your movie. You think it has to do with homophobia? It has to do with you, Duke. People, you're not that dude. You just ain't that dude. And you thought just because you got some rotten... People can't give your film a bad review because if they give your film a bad review, what are you going to say it's because? Boom, you're going to say it's because of homophobia. 
That's what you're going to say. You're weaponizing that shit. And that shit is so fucking whack to me. That shit is so whack to me. Weaponizing race, weaponizing sexuality. And that's along the lines of what Kanye West and Candace Owens were talking about the Black Lives Matter business, the business of Black Lives Matter. Same thing. If they don't give your movie a good review, you're going to say it's because they're homophobic. Like, your shit is fucking raging bull. Like, you made The Godfather. You made a romantic comedy, a silly romantic comedy about two guys meeting each other and falling in love. You ain't make The Godfather, homeboy. It ain't Pulp Fiction. It ain't Goodfellas. It's a simple, silly, probably fun, romantic comedy. You're not changing the world. Moonlight was a really, really, really disturbing film. Hard to watch film. Sad film. Deeply dramatic. Very, very hard to watch film. About some serious, serious, crazy, fucked up shit. Won the Oscar. Brokeback Mountain. Plenty of films that have done it. Yeah, there should be more. But like I said, that movie Fire Island on Hulu. One of the most streamed films of the year. Anyway, Billy Eichner, like I said, you're not that dude, Duke. You're not that guy. And uh, finally, Coolio. The rapper, Coolio, passed away. I didn't get to uh, speak on it the other day when we podcasted. Everybody knows who Coolio is. Huge songs, Gangster's Paradise. Monster, monster, monster song. You know, I always got the impression that Coolio always seemed like a good dude when I've met him, when I came across him you know, friendly. I think there was some darkness there. Uh, I don't know. Um, but, you know, he died at 59 of heart failure, apparently heart failure. And it's sad. It's sad. Uh, you know, he had a huge impact. Uh, big, big, big songs. You know, of course, uh, Fantastic Voyage. And, you know, I mean, he had big songs that were like, you know, crossover songs. Always seemed like a good dude. I've met him a bunch of times in passing. And he passed away. And it's just a time, uh, you know, when hip-hop was different, when the music was was totally different, when it was treated totally different. And it was just a, it was just a different time for hip-hop music. And it's sad. Uh, Coolio, everybody liked Coolio. And, uh, you know, I mean, coming out with a song like that, making, I mean, at the time, it was a huge, huge crossover hit. I mean, a fucking monster crossover hit. So uh, RIP to Coolio. And um, I'm going to end this podcast. This is a great podcast, award-winning museum quality podcast. If you're in um, Minnesota, come see me at the shows this weekend. And uh, if you're in Austin, Texas, the 20th, 21st, and 22nd, come see me out there. Like I said uh, about all those shows, all tickets, all information is available at michaelrapportcomedy.com. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Let's get out of here. Let's end this puppy with something real nice, yes? Let's end this puppy with something real loud, yes? Uh, 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 but most importantly, let's end this puppy with something real funky. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. I'm out. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kaushi. 
Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 